Not only Ooh. is that a cool ass name, he was their punter. Oh yeah. Well, that's gonna be like a point zero 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 one percenter. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Daniel Up on Football Wishbone. Podcast. Daniel Wishbone. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel as always. Welcome back. What up? Hey, ho, and what do you know? There it is. Got it that time. Didn't cut him off. If you're just now getting to the podcast, which you probably are because this is the very beginning of the podcast, you just missed another Immaculate Grid that we absolutely took out back and slaughtered. Hammered it. What was it? Screams. The score was what? 233? 233. So that's three in a row. Three in a row. Below yeah. 250. Best score so far at 200. We are determined to beat a hunt to beat 200 we will beat 200 and we have learned that curly and we're gonna Dicks, take it down like golf we're gonna try and take it down another 10 and another 10 and another just 10. 10 more at a time <clears throat> one thing that we learned today was that curly dicks was the punter of the jets super bowl team <laughs> uh, close uh, curly, curly Dicks, johnson. Dicks, johnson same thing yeah okay I curly's did, johnson i did that on purpose this time <laughs> i promise <laughs> we had haha ha clinton Dix in the in the you have to give me a break we were just talking about a guy whose last name was Dix. don't haha ha clinton dicks okay <laughs> this has gone off the rails <laughs> that's a fantasy football oh, team okay. name right there if i've ever heard one that's a report you're getting reported for that espn's gonna make you change your team name you're the only person uh, in the world that gets an email from espn about hey your name by the way got taken down um, Does that happen? I, I, I mean, I'm sure it can happen. I've never heard of it happening before. Yeah, that's you'd think it. Give me a freedom of speech. You'd think Come it on. could happen. Freedom of speech, yeah. ESPN. Not hurting anybody. Yeah, that's right. ESPN, practically owned by Disney. Oh, actually owned by, actually owned it's by all, Disney. It's all adding up. What do you mean practically yeah. owned by Disney? Okay. Yeah. No, I'm 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 there. Okay. Um. What to talk about? How do we talk about Nick Chubb? How do I transition to Nick Chubb? Uh, broken systems, mm. broken knee. There oh, it is. Oh, no. Terrible. Nick Chubb, obviously, everybody yeah. knows at this point, um, destroyed his knee. Worst timing. Well, he didn't. He didn't. Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick did. Minka Fitzpatrick did. Did you guys see the hate Minka was getting? Did you see any of that? Yes. Like, that was not intentional. Yeah. That was not I've seen some stuff. Uh, really unfortunate situation. He hated it. He hated it I'm too. Sure you could see it. it in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. You never want to. I mean, Nick Chubb. I mean, is there a nicer guy that everybody universally loves in the NFL? I mean, how could you hate Nick Chubb? Even yeah. this is this is how much he's liked. Did you hear? Were you guys watching the game live? Yeah. When that yeah. happened. Yeah. Oh, the, the crowd chanting. Chub, mm-hmm. Chub, Chub. Like th- this is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they they teach That's their children. How much he's liked in Pittsburgh. They teach their children to eat Browns fans' children. Yes, <laughs> like they- to to eat them the legs up. So the fact that it happened to his lower body too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's even worse. But no. no I, yeah. Pitts. When Pittsburgh fans, we've all talked about 
Pittsburgh fans. We've witnessed them in real life last year. We were next to Pittsburgh fans at a game oh. against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We I can still smell them. Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I can. They're the only fans that I can, can smell, smell it right now. There's one in the county. <laughs> There's. They're the only fans that can take their home and pull it up to the stadium and tailgate. <laughs> you, oh my god. Okay, but but in all seriousness, <laughs> we're talking about how great the fans were in this moment. Um, they actually. It, that's how much Nick Chubb is liked. So there's no way Minka did this on purpose. Yeah, no chance. Um, Minka doesn't have, I don't think he's got venom. He's not a killer like that, man. It's, uh, is he's he not a killer like the Broncos safety. Who's that? Uh, Fuck that guy. I was texting Tony and Daniel on Sunday right after it happened. And I don't know why it's not a rule. Obviously in the NFL, if you get two personal fouls, you're thrown out of the game, but. I think if you get a personal foul and knock a dude out, and he's even if you don't knock him out, and he goes in a concussion protocol and is ruled out of the game, that player who hit him should also be ruled out. But I, I also heard that safety got kicked out of the game. Is that true? Do you guys know that? No, I didn't think he, he got kicked not, out either. No, he didn't get kicked out. So I, was, I, I mean, we were watching that. I thought about that a lot. That text over the weekend. I guess over the week, because initially I completely agreed with you. Green Jackson. But the problem, Corey, is how many hits are like totally legal? You're talking about a personal foul hit. A personal foul where you like it was obviously an illegal hit. And then you knock a dude out of the game because that's what illegal hit ejected. Oh, he he did ejected. I had to look it up, but it didn't. it, It must have taken them a while. Cause I was on that game for a, for a little bit and he was still in the game. And that, so maybe it was just the refs reviewing everything and the injury timeout. Cause poor Logan Thomas, my God. Yeah. And Logan Dude. Thomas was having a year or two. Like he was coming back. That's Logan a shame. Thomas. We were talking about this at work. Logan Thomas has this problem. Well, so did Jordan Reed. He was a previous t- tight end. He was always getting knocked out too. Mm. Yeah. Jordan Reed. But like, so Kareem Jackson, I'm sure you guys saw it. I mean, he just lowers his head. He's like Rodney Harrison of today, like literally tries to hurt you. Rodney Harrison, you know, he's a spokesperson now for NBC, all that, blah, blah, blah. But I hated when somebody that I liked that was receiving the football was going up top near Rodney Harrison. He tried to hurt you. It's just like that. He literally just like lower his head and tackle you like this just flying at you and if his head hit your head then so be it it's just in the way of the tackle i'm sure he would say but yeah it's just it's rough i do think it's good that especially like it's it's leaking down into peewee football right like um they're teaching kids to tackle you know with their shoulder into the stomach which is really good. Like just like in the past week, I've heard there's been a family member and then somebody, there was a customer at work um, talking about their, their kids were in concussion protocol, which sounds bad, but even at the youth level, they are keeping track of concussions and taking it really seriously and making sure bad things don't happen. So I think overall, like especially in the next 10 years, all these younger guys that are coming up, I think you're going to see a lot cleaner tackles coming up in the next 10 years. I think, and I think it's better for the game to like, it's you're going to tackle better. I think if you tackle the right way. So it's just, 
it's it's it puts a bad taste in in everybody's mouth. Like obviously, I love the NFL. I live for it. This I mean, the season comes around. It's just like opening kickoff day is like Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. But then if I ever had a son, I would not allow him to play football. We're talking about kids in peewee football and concussion protocol. Yeah. I almost got chills. That's scary shit. Like right at the beginning, like at the beginning of their life, already starting their concussion train. Like we already are worried about brain damage in these adults. That, I mean, that's just, I don't, I don't like it. It's awful. Yeah, you, I, hurt, hurt any part of your body. You can fix it. You can fix broke bones. You can repair ligaments. Your brain cannot be repaired. It cannot. And as a, as a father now, like I didn't, you know, it's something you don't think about often, but you do think about it. Like if there's a flag football, pro, like if my kid wants to play football, if there's a flag football program, he can take up until high school. Yes. Sure. Learn the game, learn how to play. And then in high school, we'll learn how to hit each other and do it the right way. Yeah. It's just scary stuff. It is scary. It is scary. And, and God forbid anybody wants to be a running back. Hell no. Jesus. Uh, let's move on to the running backs. Let's move on to hey, the running you see backs. that transition? Yeah, that was good. So Nick Chubb's done for the year. Maybe his career. Have Maybe. you guys looked at his contract? Uh, it's got to be up soon. Uh, he signed a three-year deal probably two years ago. So the Browns have the out after this year. Yeah. It's really rough. So I bet they he, keep him on. It's... They if they cut him, it's pennies on the dollar compared to if they keep him. Uh, I I bet they I bet they maybe restructure his contract and keep him. It's- but the injury that he suffered since it was the start of the season, right? They said that they're looking at ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL, like just nasty, nasty injury. Um, at one point, God, he was rushed to the hospital to make sure there wasn't any damage to the artery that goes into the back of the knee. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's scary in general, but this isn't just your regular nine month ACL. Let's get it back on the field type of injury. This is like over a year. So if they consider bringing him back, he is not going to be healthy when he signs. Sure. <clears throat> sure. And I so, suggest they'll bring him back for the same reason that Ursay gave Andrew Luck the money to retire. It's, the Browns make a lot of terrible decisions. I expect he's a running back. I expect the Browns to restructure this contract so that he's not making nearly the money in this next year that he would would have made if he was a healthy player. Um, I do. I ever think that Nick Chubb will be the same again? Probably not. No, I probably not. And they're I paying think, Deshaun Watson the worst contract in football. I don't think they could afford to re-sign him. I tell you I what, think, though. Go ahead, Corey. Go ahead. I think Nick Chubb's going to play football again. I don't think he'll ever be a superstar again. Um, did you guys know that Nick Chubb suffered a similar in- injury in college? Yeah, same injury. Yes, at Georgia. Same, same leg. Same leg, yeah. Same Nick knee, Ch- yeah. And that was ugly, too. I remember that because uh, I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah, I was following Nick Chubb in, uh, in college because he was so good. But, yeah, that was sort of out of bounds. Um, yeah, he was yeah. getting tackled out of bounds, and it he just planted just, on it. God. Yeah, he like planted on it to stop himself. I don't know why he. I watched it yeah. too. I don't know why he did that, but he like planted yeah. his leg down out of bounds, and nobody hit him, and his leg just buckled underneath him. Well, someone was hitting him in the action. Uh, in I the mean, action. I think it all happened kind of at the same time, but I don't think the hit it was had, really fast had anything to do with his leg in college. Yeah, I will say that twenty twenty four comeback player of the year. Most of my money is going on Nick Chubb. 
mine's going on Demar Hamlin. Oh my God. (laughs) You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Hey, we got a lot of season left, Tony. (laughs) Could have some better candidates arise. What do you think, Tony? I think Nick. Right, Hunt, I think Kareem Hunt has signed a one-year deal worth up to four million dollars. <laughs> so I feel like Ford stepped in. Ford looked very much like Nick Chubb. I don't think we can count on that. Oh, stop! Look, I don't think we can count on that for the next sixteen games or fifteen games or whatever. I'm not saying that he's nowhere in the hemisphere. Not the same player, but he was over five yards. Not of carry, even close. Over five yards of carry. I don't want to hear it. Three of four passes. I think he looks good. I think that they can be 85% of their rushing game, 85 to 90% of their rushing game by putting Hunt back into the fold and letting Ford be the primary bell cow. I, I think it makes sense. I think we get what we saw at the prime of that running back room when we had, you know, in fantasy purposes, Nick Chubb was a weekly running back one. Kareem Hunt was a guy that you could throw in your flex with RB2 to RB1 upside every, any given week, depending on how the touchdowns came down. Um, I, I think that the Browns organization, their, their, their game will be okay despite losing the best player on their team. I think, I think it's going to slow them down quite a bit. I mean, Ford looked good. Uh, we'll just see if it's, if it's sustainable over the whole season, I guess. Like, from a fantasy football perspective, like, everybody who's on fab in fantasy football, somebody probably spent a lot of money on Jerome Ford this week. And so everybody's league, somebody probably did it. Um, do you guys think that will hold up through the whole through the rest of the season, I guess? I do, that, yeah. That RB1 value. I think top um, 18 running back. Even with Kareem? Yeah, even with Kareem. Yeah, Kareem's not the bruiser. And especially over these next couple of weeks, I think Kareem is not an idiot. He's probably been healthy. He's probably been practicing. He's probably been working. But he's not been playing in a facility, working out with teammates, on the field, playing football. It's going to take Kareem, despite it being the same system he came from, a couple of weeks to really to really get back to the Kareem that we used to know. I think he will. But I don't think it's going to be this Sunday that we see Kareem Hunt and we're like, oh my God, remember when he was at the Chiefs and then he went to the Browns and he was awesome and he stayed awesome. Like, no, he's, he's going to take a little bit of time to ramp up. I think it's a week or two. In the meantime, as of right now, Ford is running back 22 in half, half point PPR. I mean, that's with one game. So I think yeah. with a couple more games of Ford being a primary bail cow, 18 to 25 touches a game between rushing and passing. I think he's going to be efficient enough. I, we saw what we saw out of um, Deshaun was interesting. He, it doesn't look like Deshaun, but he looked more like Deshaun. He started running outside. Like he all of a sudden had, had some of those weapons back that he didn't quite have the last couple of times we saw him on the field. Those things are going to help this young running back, I think, a lot. And so... Yeah, I mean, we talked about this with the Colts and Anthony Richardson and how it opens up the run game. It's the same as true for the Browns. These these cornerbacks, they have got to watch out for Deshaun now. He's back. And if they're not careful, he's going to be all the way back. So they can choose their poison here. I think, uh, I think Ford does okay. Do I think he's the best running back in football? No. Do I think he's a top 12 guy? 
maybe definitely definitely a running back two with weekly running back one upside and when we talk about fab he's still a player if it's a redraft league i would probably put all of my fab it's too late now he's gone but if you put all your fab on ford and they signed kareem hunt i still would i wouldn't blink i wouldn't be worried about it at all if somebody is scared try to trade for him well yeah i'm i'm good with that i mean if kareem hunt was a bell cow running back that a team believed in he'd already been signed so i'm totally good with that it was one. Deshaun it was has, one year. Has a little way to go before we see vintage Deshaun. Oh, I agree. He didn't, I agree with he didn't look that great to me. No, he just looked better. I'm not saying he looked great. He just looked better than he did the week before. Yeah, that bar is so low that he could be an average quarterback and look better than he has. <laughs> uh, Cam Akers traded to Minnesota Vikings. This one has relevance to me. You think so? Yes, because. Should we talk about the Rams backfield first? Sure. sure. We can talk about whichever. whichever. I rambled ahead, a lot. Corey. Why don't you guys take this? Yeah, so obviously Kyron Williams has looked really good, <clears throat> even with Cam Akers on the team. I know Cam Akers didn't play this last week, but uh, Kyron Williams has been really productive. I was pretty high on him when he came out of college. Uh, he reminded me of like a, uh, who's that Patriots running back? Uh, last name White. Uh James James White Um, been really productive a lot of fantasy points on the board I don't know if that'll sustain uh, but if you're Kyron Williams if you if you got him on the waiver wire in the last week or two uh, I think that's a really good pickup and I think he's going to be the primary back going forward I think last year the Rams offense was an absolute mess and I think I think we should have assumed there were going to be some changes this year, and we're seeing them. Uh, we've got a new wide receiver taking hold. We got a new running back taking hold. Um, <clears throat> do you, I guess? Do you guys agree? Is, is Kyron Williams here to stay, or is somebody else going to take up some snaps? Nope. I think James White is actually a really good comp. But the difference between him and James White is James White was never asked to be a bell cow for an offense that is going to need to stay in every game they play. Um, Kyron Williams doesn't have the body that'll hold up. Um, do I think he's a talented, great player? Yes. Um, he did really, really well against actually the 49ers this past week, which is something uh, for sure, because the 49ers are maybe the best team in football, for, uh, you know, offense and defense. But um, I just, he looks tiny. He is tiny. Um, he's not Deuce Vaughn tiny. I mean, he could hold up for a few weeks, but they they need a compliment with Kyron Williams. Yeah, they need and a big whether body. it be someone, yeah. whether it be someone like a, I don't know, like a Tank Bigsby, someone that's got the bruiser body that maybe you get down to the goal line, give it to somebody else on short carries. But if they use him at, you know, in every aspect of this game, he is not going to make it that long. He just doesn't have the body to hold up. He's not efficient. I'm out. I'm out on the rims backfield. He's averaging three and a half yards a carry. He's getting propped up by last week. It's a short. It's just been a short season. We have two weeks to talk about here, but he had six receptions last week. Well, you were just talking about um, who is the running back twenty-two. Yeah, we're talking Ford. about Jerome Ford in but Jerome, one week. But Jerome Ford fits the architect. Like he's got the type. He's got. To, he's over two hundred pounds. He was knocking. So you're agreeing with me. He was knocking people. Over. I, I agree with you that I don't. Not the body type. Absolutely. He's not the body type. He's not eluding people. He's not breaking tackles. 
He's a, he is a guy. He is just a guy. And I agree with you. I think a guy like, let's use Ford. <clears throat> let's put Ford in that backfield with Williams, and I think they both have good success. I think they could both succeed. Sure. Excuse me. But, but yeah, I, I'm not convinced that this is legitimate. He's going to be okay as far as NFL standards go. I think he'll be serviceable, but he's replaceable, and he's going to be replaced. He is not a permanent fixture in the Rams' offense. Even this year so, in a redraft. I, I, yeah, I would. Because here's what I'm he looking at. Here's he what I'm looking at, honey. You got Kyron Williams and Cam Akers with 29 and 22 carries. Who do you think's next highest on that Rams offense right now in carries? I don't know. Matt Stafford? Yeah, with seven. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm surprised Stafford nobody else seven. touched the ball. Nobody else has touched the ball. That's what I'm getting at. No, no, I get it. I see. And volume is king. I understand. Um, I, I, so let's switch gears. Let's let's go over to the other side of this of this trade. Alexander Madison has looked terrible. I think Cam Akers, even though he was traded for literally a bag of Skittles today. I mean, they swapped twenty twenty six late round picks. Conditional that tells you the market that Cam Akers conditional had. picks. Conditional picks. They're like, oh yeah. <laughs> Sevens, we'll swap sevens. But no, Alexander Madison, talk about someone that hasn't done what he's supposed to. Did he sign a contract? Who? Alexander Madison, this year. Yes, they re-upped him and then told him, you're the guy, we're getting rid of Dalvin Cook. What idiots? (laughs) Sign Dalvin Cook to the same $3 million deal that the Jets just gave him and just roll your offense back out there. I mean, they they were looking at fool's gold. Alexander Madison, this is his fourth year. He, I mean, yeah, he's been okay with, like, step-in games with great matchups, but my God. So you play Tampa, which, I mean, Tampa's okay, but you average three yards a carry. Hey, he finished with 34 yards on 11 attempts, and they just stopped giving him the ball was the problem. They're like, okay, guy, you're clearly not going to keep us, you know, in this game. You're talking about Madison. And then, yeah, we're talking about Madison. Okay. Okay. And then against Philly, who hasn't been all that strong, really, on defense this year. It's just been okay, especially against quarterbacks. Eight for 28. And and they're just not giving him the ball. Well, and that's the the note that I had. 69 carries for the team. 69 yards, sorry, for the team rushing on total three in two weeks, that's terrible. Carries. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I know the offensive line sucks. I know that. But Kirk is going to do it all by himself. And then, you know, obviously the receivers, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, they've got to do it by themselves. But I think Cam Akers adds a lot more to this offense than people think. Because uh, Alexander Madison is the definition of inefficient. Cam Akers isn't exactly efficient either. He averages less than four yards nope, a carry. You're right. There's been you're right. He's more dynamic. He that's what he gets credit for, and that's why I wrote down twelve plays in his NFL career over fifteen yards. Twelve. Well, you got to remember that Rams offensive line wasn't very strong. Well, neither and is Minnesota. 
so 12 plays, but he's been hurt a lot. I, I, I hear you. I'm devil's advocating here that. So 12 years out of the, you know, three that he's played. I mean, he was out for, you know, he's towards Achilles, didn't he? Yeah, he was. And then team. got hurt half a year for something else. And so he's it. really only played like one and a half seasons. I don't, I don't hate the trade, but I don't love it. I guess I feel really, like, I feel like you like it, Daniel. Like you're excited about this. I don't like it or hate it. I'm somewhere in the middle, but I think that Alexander Madison should be put on notice because of this. That's what it is to me. To me, this is Alexander Madison is still the guy. He's been put on notice. The team is still. I don't doubt he's still the guy. Will still yeah. run through Kirk Cousins. Did we call him to be a five thousand yard passer? I did. I said yeah. one of my bold predictions is yeah. that he will lead the league in passing, and he will have the best year he's ever had. It's going to happen. That's going to work. What were you going to yeah, say? Glory? Because it will have to. Because he has Alexander Madison. Uh, all I was going to say is Cam Akers didn't really have a bad twenty twenty two. He was a rookie in twenty twenty. Played thirteen games. 145 carries. Uh, he averaged 4.3, two touchdowns. His rookie season, they didn't really let him loose, did they? Are you looking at the no. stats? Yeah, they hardly at... even played him. Yeah, the, for 600 yards, uh, he scored two touchdowns. Last season, didn't play bad either. In 2021, he got hurt. He was back in 2022, which was last year. Played 15 games, got 188 carries, averaged 4.2, and he had seven touchdowns last year. So he's pretty productive. Like, I, I, I'm curious to know why the Rams want to trade him so bad because he's been in trade discussions for the last couple of years. So I don't know if it's a scheme thing, if they just don't like him, he doesn't like them. Like, I think there's there could be something here. Um, obviously, we're going to have to see what happens, but... It's a guy that can't be productive. He just maybe needs the ball a little bit more, and Minnesota could be his opportunity. Yeah, we'll see. They definitely won't. They definitely didn't make any improvements on the offensive line, definitely like switching not. teams. He's not going to a better offensive line. Absolutely not. Uh, okay, anything else on these backfields? That actually was a much better conversation than I thought it was going to be. We could probably make that the whole show. Let's go ahead and do the other half here. But that was good. Anything else? Uh, do the Chicago Bears shit the bed in the woods? I think they do. Every Sunday. How bad do the Bears suck? I don't so, know. Like I feel like I feel like we're talking ill about the dead here. Did you know? Yeah, beat a horse. <laughs> did, did, did you know that the Bears were actually the worst team in football last year? And we all stopped talking about that because because the um, Panthers picked first. I saw somebody else say that today, and it was like, holy shit, the Bears were actually the worst team in football. They just traded oh, the first they traded that pick, pick right? so fucking fast that nobody's talking about it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's crazy. They were the worst team in football. Worse than the Colts. Worse than the Texans. They were worse than the Cardinals. Let that, sit, let that sink in all the way. I don't know where you got that info from, Tony, and that idea, but that's fantastic. Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields had some bad looks this past weekend. He's got two touchdowns, three interceptions in the season, taking 10 sacks. He holds on the ball too long. I I was never real high on Justin Fields when he came out. 
I know he had his moments last year, but I feel like most of those moments were on the ground. He never really threw the ball, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's got – there's something here. It was all on the ground. He'd, he'd bust one for 60 yards, and we're like, oh, my God, look at Justin Fields. He's a superstar. I don't think he's very good, guys. And if the Bears keep this pace, it's going to be – a well, I say it's going to be a race with the Texans to 0-16, but um, – Cardinals. Yeah, and the Cardinals – um, they're trying to tank. Did you see that comeback? Car- yeah, yeah. Cardinals are definitely trying to tank, but they're like, guys, what are we doing? We're scoring too many points. Let's let the Giants have the biggest comeback in franchise history in the last hundred years. I still didn't if, cover, by the way. The the Bears have a new regime since Justin Fields was drafted. If the if the Bears are in that top two or three picks, and one of those top two quarterbacks is on the board, I believe the Bears are going to move on from Justin Fields. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, could very well. I think that's real. Uh, yeah, he's got to show some real improvement. It, he talked today in a press conference about now there was some stuff going on Twitter about how he was kind of like low key dot dogging the coaching staff. I didn't really pick up on that. I didn't see the whole interview or the whole press conference. I guess um, what I did see was a very disappointed Justin Fields who acknowledges that he's trying to be a he's trying to make himself be a better passer than he really is. Like he needs to go out there and play backyard ball. That's the only way. He's a guy, he's smaller than everybody else. He's, I mean, he just has got to play crazy ass football. He's got to be mobile. He's the fastest guy on the field. And he's standing there like Tom fucking Brady. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Um, because he happens to also be one of the shortest guys on the field. So, I hope that that what he said is what can like come to fruition, where he can think less and play more. It's like um, we talk about why can't I think of his name? Eagles head coach says stupid shit his first year. We all make fun of him. Almost when Sirianni, Sirianni, yeah. yeah. I want more thinky, less footbally, or whatever it was. Some stupid shit that he said, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he just means he wants his good players to play good and to not overcoach them. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, well, that actually kind of makes sense now that we think about it. Thanks, yeah. Nick. I hope it can happen, but if it doesn't, uh, if, if it doesn't happen, I won't be surprised. Like, I obviously I'm a Colts fan. I've watched a lot of Colts football this year more than anybody else. But I feel like Anthony Richardson's better reading a defense than Justin Fields. And I feel like I would rather have Anthony Richardson right now than Justin Fields. Try to roll a so quarterback far, out there. So I'd far, the only thing that you can that you can uh, get on Anthony Richardson for is uh, protecting his body more. You know, I don't. You know, I don't agree with that. I I also disagree. He hasn't finished a game yet. Uh, we could be talking about two different issues here. But when I watch him scramble, he is scrambling to the side side of the field. He's not running up the middle every one of these hits like we saw Andrew Luck do time and time again. He ran up the middle in the first game he got hit. Are you talking about knocked out no, of the game? That was, that was at the end of the game. We were down 10 points. We needed a touchdown. He was going for the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it worked in the in the end zone. That's how they scored their first touchdown of the game. So why not try that one more time? But outside of that, I mean, we're talking about a couple of plays here. He's going to put himself at risk. All of these guys are putting themselves at risk for a couple of plays a game. When you say when you say he's got to protect his body, I'm thinking about the ten other plays that I saw where he scrambled to get a first down 
And then maybe he wasn't going to get it, so he went ahead and stepped out of bounds. I mean, I saw that happening. I was frustrated that we didn't get the first down as a Colts fan, but I was glad to see him preserve himself for one more play. Uh, I, you might end up being right, and I can be the crazy person here, but in the two games that I've seen, I don't think that he's not protecting himself. I think, that I think the, if, if that play happens again a hundred times, that concussion only happens maybe out of on five of those. Like it wasn't even on the hit. It was like falling to the ground and his head hit the turf. Like it was, yeah, the concussion was fluky. It was, a, it was a very fluky. Hard. And if it was a running back, it like it is. Yeah. Very fluky. Um, Tony's right. He does run out of bounds a lot. Uh, from what we've seen, he's only carried the ball 13 times. He's got up hobbled three out of those 13 times, but he's also ran for three touchdowns. So. That's half as many as the entire Minnesota backfield, by the way. Just saying. Yeah, with all-star Madison. Jesus. I I am very excited to watch Anthony Richardson go up against Lamar Jackson this weekend. I don't Hopefully think he Anthony plays. Richardson, I hope he can clear protocol and just get it under his belt. I don't know that it'll go well. You don't think Colts. he plays? I think, he, I think he's going to end up playing. He's still not practicing. Um, early. Like, I don't remember what all the steps are, but I'm pretty sure you want a guy to be doing something he might be very well sitting in a room with the lights off eating marshmallows right now like i don't know where he's at in the protocol but it does not seem like we're trending in the right direction for richardson to be playing i hope he does he needs he he needs these games under his belt against cj stroud you need to beat him and then you need to go play lamar jackson unfortunately last week didn't go as planned so he needs this one under his belt win or loss so the bears do shit in the woods is what we've decided Shit their bed, shit bed in, the wo- in the woods. Yeah, they should. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't even bring it up, but their defensive coordinator quit today. Yeah, I looked into that more right before we hit record, and I think it he might have personal stuff going on with family. Roger I, that. I don't know for sure, but sounds like he wasn't present last week, so he's got one week as the defensive coordinator of, of the season, um, like in game time. So I don't know. I was going to dog him and say that he just didn't want to get in front of their Chiefs and then have that on his record, but... Uh, I want to dig into that more before I go too far down that road. Roger Goodell that. Roger Goodell that. So <laughs> so the Bears do shit their beds in the woods. Shit their beds in the woods. The Bears is singular. The, bear, the, the Chicago Bears shit the bed in the woods. There you go. Yeah, the bed should be singular because the Bears, despite having an S on it, is an organization, which is a singular entity. So the bed is a singular item. Anyway. Um mm. Who who of these teams is most likely, how do I say, uh, okay, how do I, let's see, we're looking at perfect records, that's what we're getting into, I'm trying to, we've got two, we got like seven teams here in the NFC that have not lost a game yet, it's only two weeks in, who's going to shit the bed next? Ooh, there we go, found it. Sometimes I feel like I cover up my eyes and just walk through a room until it comes to me, Yeah. And it came to me. No, we're, t- we're talking about the undefeated teams in the NFC. Thank you. And you took it all the way home. List them out, Corey. We've got, all right, the, all the, all right. So what brought this up is there's seven 2-0 teams in the NFC, and there are two 2-0 teams in the AFC. Uh, the two in the AFC are the Dolphins and the Ravens. In the NFC, you've got the Cowboys, the Niners, the Falcons, Saints, Bucks, Eagles, and the Commanders. What we were kind of talking about before the show is, you know, two knows a strong start. Which of these teams are 
kind of fake here and it's not going to hold up and which teams are real. And I think, you know, we kind of singled out a few teams here. Like we think the Cowboys, San Fran's real. And we think the Eagles are probably still real. They just went to the Super Bowl last year. So we're looking at, let's say first on the list, the Falcons. Who have the Falcons played this year, Tony? They have played the Panthers and the Packers. Two teams that aren't great. Uh, the Saints, who have they played this year? The Saints have played Titans, Tennessee, Panthers. Week one, Panthers. Yeah. Not great opponents. Uh, the nope. Buccaneers, who have they played this they year? Beat, they beat Minnesota and okay. week one. And the Bears. Okay. And then we've got the Commanders. Who have they played this year? Cardinals, Broncos. Pretty good opponents, all four of these teams. So I think, and we weren't necessarily picking teams here, but if I had to pick one team that's real, I'm going to go with the Bucs. They build a team around Tom Brady. Obviously, that team is getting late into contracts. They spend a lot of money. But the Bucs do have weapons. Uh, The Bucs build a team around Brady, and a lot of that's still there. And we all kind of agreed before the season that – Baker Mayfield could have a little re like showing up again party this revival year. Here. A little revival where everybody gets together and they yeah. dance around the fire and they clap their hands and they sing. Oh. There you go. Oh. Bye, yeah. Baker. And Baker Mayfield slinging it to Mike Evans. Let's, let's be honest. The Bears have been worse since Baker Mayfield lo- uh, left. Baker Mayfield is a first round draft pick. You said Baker the Bears, Mayfield, but I think you meant Browns. the Browns. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Browns. Yeah. Um, no, no problem. Baker Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback out of that draft. I think we we kind of clicked back to that a few weeks ago. I don't Lamar remember. Lamar Jackson. Guy. Besides Lamar Jackson, and he was late in that first round, but there were two other guys that were up there at the top of the draft, and he's better than both of them. Yeah, Darnold, Darnold and Rosen. And yeah, Rosen. So, Poor Josh. So the, Who's the other one? Darnold, Rosen. Was Josh Allen in the draft? Yeah. No. No? No, no. Different draft. Keep going. I'm looking at those are the two guys, but uh, the Browns made the right pick. Trey Lance? No, wasn't Trey Lance. No, no. But, there uh, was there was a there was Josh Allen, one. Mayfield, Darnold, it Allen, was Josh Rosen, Allen. Jackson. So he was the third best quarterback okay, out so of the yeah, draft. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, maybe the second, but regardless, he was the winningest quarterback that the Browns have no, had. Maybe in, second in like twenty years. Lamar sucks. Um, Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield? Are you kidding me? Okay, stop. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll take Lamar. Baker Mayfield has been bouncing around. He's been bouncing uh, around. He's been bouncing around. And he's still a really good quarterback. Obviously, a little bit different of a guy. He, you know, he's willing to get in people's faces. So, not your traditional quarterback archetype. Um, I, I'm all here for the Baker Mayfield train. I think he gives the team a little bit of juice. A team like the Bucks, who has a lot of veteran players just kind of sitting around, Tom Brady left. Like, this might be what that team needs to take it to the next level. And with the way the NFC is, we've we've talked about it being weaker, a lot weaker than the AFC, um, especially at the quarterback position. Baker Mayfield has a chance to kind of burst through and put, him in that, put himself in that top tier in the NFC uh, and possibly make a playoff run here. So, out of those... Five, uh, four teams we listed that could be fake. I think the Bucks are most likely to be the ones that stay here, uh, especially in that division. You got the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. I love uh, that. 
Oh, 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 Saints, Panthers, yeah. Uh, so the Falcons, Saints, and Bucks yes. are all two and zero. Yes, I was. You, you got there on your own, but I was going to say I was blown away to find out that what everybody unanimously still currently agrees is the worst division in football th- has three undefeated teams. Like we're two weeks in, and they played some dog shit. Let's call it what it is. But like, how fucking wild is that? Like nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. That's insane. It is completely you know, insane. That is crazy. One of the hardest things to do in this league is win. But if you can get two under your belt early, that's enough confidence to be like, dude, we can beat anybody. So one of these three teams is going to end up being real tough towards the end of the season. I absolutely agree with you, Corey. I think the Bucks are a real one. They were the most complete. Uh, they obviously lost the best quarterback of all time. And they had to find a way to make it work, right? But... I, I think what we hoped for is what's happening. The talent around Baker Mayfield is the, the best talent that he's ever had in his entire career. On the worst team in maybe NFL history, the Cleveland Browns, he was able to give them a winning record and a playoff win. So now here he just needs an average team to be an average quarterback, and I think they can do the rest. We're seeing it with Mike Evans. A 30, what is he, 37 years old now? 38 and, years and old. And Godwin. He, I mean, he didn't have a bad game either. No, Godwin's played fine. Um we're seeing it. The talent's there to, to support him. He is thriving. I think they are the real ones. But, but I have a problem shitting on the Saints or the Falcons either. The Falcons have an identity. I don't agree with their identity, but it's working for them. They run the piss out of the football. They keep it away from the opponents. And yeah, the opponents have been the Panthers and the Packers, but it's working. The Falcons are scared. Pretender. Pretender, you think? Yeah, they run the football so that the other team doesn't get it because they know their defense sucks. That could be true. That could be true. And they won't give Desmond Ritter a chance because he sucks. Okay. Okay. So the Falcons are pretenders. If there's ever a, if there's a coach, say they play the Patriots. Okay. They're done. <laughs> they're done. And the Patriots aren't even good. Like the Patriots are bad. But if you stop the run, if you stop the run against the Falcons. They're done. Yeah. Okay. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. That's absolutely a, done. That's Desmond Ritter true. is awful. He's an awful quarterback. That's actually true. Saints. Saints. The Saints are scrappy. Like they could be a team that snakes their way into the playoffs here. But did you see Olave's catch last week? Oh, I love Chris Olave. Oh. Insane. Chris Olave is just oh, so no oh, juicy. Yeah. Who, who else? Who else? <laughs> Okay. Who else was in that draft? It was Olave, Garrett Wilson, and those are the top two guys. Well, no, there's one more. Why did you say juicy uh, like that? Because he's juicy. Olave is my favorite. Every week. Yeah. Okay. Juicy. And so the last team really to discuss here at Washington. Um, yeah. It's just not exciting. Not one bit of Washington is exciting. Why can't just, we be excited about Washington? I, I, can, I just felt it in my bones. I just felt it. Like, it just came over me. Washington's making the playoffs. Do you want to like bet it on that? Would it you bet on that? I, I don't know what the odds are if somebody's got to pull up in front of them. Um, I would Yuck. be willing to throw 10 bucks on the Washington Commanders makes playoffs. I'm going right to pull up the oh odds. God. I'm going to pull up the odds. They're the fourth best team in their division. I did, Daniel, I'm telling you, I just felt it in my marrow. <laughs> okay. That's deep in the okay. core, buddy. Uh, it is time for us to make our bets. Are you ready? I'm yes. ready. You've been- oh. Best bets of the week. 
Whoopsies. Welcome back to Best Bets of the Week. This is a segment where Daniel and I square off. Uh, Each of us picks four games each week to bet on. I pick four spreads. Daniel picks four over-unders. And we battle to the death till the end of the season. And at the end of the season, there's a winner. And at the end of the season, there's a loser. And the loser takes shots on Super Bowl podcast week. You're Um, clubbing me to death right now. As of right now. I stand at six and two and Daniel stands at three, four and one. If you want to do soccer points, I'm at 18 and Daniel's at 10. First game of the week, one o'clock window. We can bet this early, get the action flowing. The Tennessee Titans travel to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have really good pass defense. They just lost Nick Chubb though. Uh, the Titans still have Derrick Henry. Porn. I I don't feel great about the Brown. I, I don't feel good about the Browns this week. Um, Titans in division opponent for the Colts. I'm hoping they're going to lose, but I think it's going to be a real scrappy game. Titans are getting three and a half. I think I think there's a really good chance the Titans win this ball game. So I'm taking the Titans plus three and a half at the Browns. One o'clock on Sunday. Noise. Um, I'm about to sneeze. God bless. Yeah, thanks. Um, there's a few games that I really like and a few games I really don't this week. Um, I have called the game of the week every week so far. Like, the game. The best game. This week, no brainer. What was it last it's- week? Um, sorry, no, I'm spacing it right now. Called it no, my best bets. Seattle, Seattle Lions. Yes, Lions. I know, that was a good Seattle game. Lions. That was a really good yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, called it. Uh, this week. Can I guess? Can I guess? Sure, you're gonna know it. Chargers Vikings. Yes. Bang. This game. Oh. This game's gonna hit like 70 points. I love it. The over under in Vegas is 54 and a half. That's a lot. And I'm still taking the over. Both of these teams, I, so so far the Vikings are the recipe for an over game. Great offense, bad defense. They're throwing the entire time. Guess what? The Chargers have been the same, <laughs> even without Austin Eckler. The Chargers have great options at receiver, great quarterback. Vikings have the same. Not a great defense on either side. This game is going to be the game of the week. 54 and a half, take the over. Smash it. I love it. I, I was looking at the spreads earlier today. I was like, Daniel's going to like that game. Daniel's oh, really yeah. going to like that oh, game. And what's the spread? That's what I like even it's, better. It's, it's, like, one and a, it's like one and a half, even. Oh, my God. That, oh, yeah. Like, don't bet the spread this week. <laughs> There's Follow nothing Daniel more. There's nothing more than I, when I, that I like more than like when I see an over under this high and the spreads only one or two. Oh my God. Vegas knows. Yeah. Vegas that's, knows. that's going to be a really good game this week. By the way, I've officially taken Herbert uh, down a tier into my Kirk cousins, Jared Goff tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. So um, elite, elite God tier. Is that what you, um, we're going to say above average. <laughs> if Goff's in there, that's, that's the elite company for you. Well, so you got, yeah, you got your elites, which is Pat Mahomes. 
And then you got your really good guys where there's like five of them. And then, um, then you got the Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Herbert. I'm, I'm trying to shit on Herbert. Justin Herbert's but, been slinging it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but he, dude, he ain't dropping dimes like uh, Trevor Lawrence. He is dropping dimes. I like Trevor Lawrence. He is. No. Like Trevor Lawrence. We're I put Trevor and, and Herbert on the same tier. If not, Herbert is a little bit above Trevor for me. Oh, my God. All right. Love me some Justin right. Herbert. Before we get too sidetracked, that, all right, that'll be a discussion for next week. Jesus. I didn't, put it down. That, I didn't expect that to come out Just of wait, here. Wait for this game. Jesus. Wait for this game when he puts up five I don't touchdowns. care how many points he puts up. Hey, Corey, Kirk Cousins put some points. Corey, um... Not to interrupt this important conversation, but what did you do with the Browns game? You took Browns, right? No, I took the Titans plus oh, three and a half. Okay, I missed that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, because uh, the Titans have looked sharp. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's sleeping. That's a hey, maybe a little bit of theme from last you week. You know who else is sleeping? Ryan Tannehill. Sleepy Ryan. Hey, you know who else is sleeping? You, because you've only gotten three bets right out of eight this year. I've <laughs> got to break sleep. loose. Uh, so take loose. the Titans plus three and a half. You're also going to take the Patriots minus two and a half at the Jets because Bill Belichick is going to eat Zach Wilson alive. This is going to be real. It's going to be a real low scoring game. Um, the Jets are really going to struggle putting up points. And for me, it all comes down to just Bill Belichick's going to out coach them. There's not enough, like Aaron Rodgers, totally different story. Jets just don't have enough juice on offense to. There's not going to be able to put up points against the Pats. Um, so I've got the Pats minus two and a half at the Jets. Yeah, Sleepy Zach is going to have a horrible <laughs> week. I can't. I can't use that enough. Bill Belichick <laughs> is going to eat Zach Wilson's fucking lunch. Just to eat it right in front of him. Yeah. I feel so Bill, bad for Zach Bill Wilson. took the, uh, the Pittsburgh schoolboy method. He learns how to eat kids from the stub. <laughs> like, start with the legs. Start with the legs. <laughs> Get that turkey leg. Okay, okay. Let's move um, on. This game is also in my bets. And Ooh. guess what I'm taking? Under. Yep. Yep. This game sucks. 37. <laughs> it's the lowest over under I've seen in a long time, and I'm still it's, taking it's, the under. It's the oh my game god! Too. Like it's gonna be fucking division dirty. Game too. Oh my god! I mean, if Bill Belichick, Robert Sala is going to be outcoached this game. I'm just calling it right now. Robert Sala doesn't know what to do right now. Still, he's lost. Like he, they lost Aaron. That why did you hate Robert Sala right now? No, you are bullying Robert this Sala. man. You're bullying. I like him. Robert Sala too. There's, I love Robert Sala. You're bullying. I absolutely love him. him. But there's no, there's he doesn't have the tools in the chest right now to beat anybody. I mean, unless Brees Hall has just a crazy game or something, it, Zach Wilson is not the answer. And their defense is super strong, but if you can put up six points on offense, you're done. And so the Patriots, they've looked terrible too. Oh my gosh. They put up 20 on the Eagles and they should have won week one. But last week they looked horrible. Horrible. So 37, give me the under. I don't like this game at all. Escape it. Excuse me. Uh, Bless you. Thank you. 
Uh, third game of the week for me. The Texans travel to Jacksonville in division game also. Trevor Lawrence, in my mind, is in the top-tier quarterbacks in the league. But it is an in-division game, and I feel like everybody's sleeping on the Texans here a little bit. By no means do I think the Texans win this football game, but the Texans, the Colts were leading the Texans by 21-plus. Um, I uh, that may not be right, but Colts were up by a lot. Texans came back and made it, almost made it a 10-point game. Uh, Texans are getting eight and a half here. I think the Jags probably handle the Texans, but I think there's a chance this could be a game. Um, so, C.J. Stroud, I don't think he's a really good quarterback, but when these defenses go into prevent, he, he has the ability to carve up and get you know be productive. So uh, I think the Texans are going to be able to stay in this and cover the eight and a half, giving the Texans plus eight and a half in division game again. Um, these games tend to be a little bit closer. Daniel mentioned it, and his he his team's the Ravens, NFC North. Those are always dirty games. I think this game's going to be a little bit dirtier than we think. I'm really high on the Jags. I'm really low on the Texans, but. This game's going to be closer than eight and a half. Give me the Texans plus eight and a half. One o'clock. Three Ooh. games. My first three games are one o'clock games. Noise. Um, I actually have the Titans and Browns in mine as well. Looked over God that. God damn um, it. But it's 40 and a half. <laughs> You're flowing. You're messing up the flow. 40 and a half is the over-under on the Titans-Browns game. And I'm taking the under. I think Corey mentioned it. I just feel bad vibes for both sides of the ball here. I don't like it. Um, You know, the Browns just lost Nick Chubb. I respectfully disagree with Tony. I don't think Deshaun Watson looks back at all yet. I didn't say he looks back. I didn't say he looks back. You said, 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 quote, unquote, Deshaun Watson is back, boys. That's not. Okay. Now you're memeing. Now you're trying. I I didn't hear that, but the way Daniel said that, it definitely happened. It didn't he said, happen. Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback in the league right now, guys. Daniel, we record this. It's recorded. I, I did not I say did, that. I, I did hear you say that. I didn't say I, that. I, did, I heard you that said. in my ears. No, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the clip. I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. But anyway, he, he has some work to do, okay? Um, I don't like the vibes in Cleveland. That offense is not that, – that offense looked not as healthy as I wanted it to with Nick Chubb. Um, and then the Titans, good Lord. I don't know how they pulled off the Chargers victory against the Chargers. It's because the Chargers defense is not as good as we thought. And that's also why I love that Chargers Vikings game. But Ryan Tannehill is done. This is his last year in the NFL. He looks terrible. I think they, and I know DeAndre Hopkins was a little beat up. I don't think he had a catch until the third quarter. Are you kidding me? He's done. So 40 and a half, I don't like any bit of this. The Browns defense has actually been kind of tough, and the Titans defense has been kind of tough. So I like the under, 40 and a half. I think, um, I don't know why his name's escaped me, but I think the Titans coach is really good. Yeah, Vrabel. Yeah, for for what he's been given, he – he puts, Seriously, yeah. yeah, he puts a good team together. If they can get a quarterback, like I know everybody shits on Will Levis, but I kind of like the guy. 
like if he can turn into what people think he could be, like they're a dangerous team. So uh, Titans are like a quarterback away, and in my mind, that makes them they're they're going to be in the mix in every game. They're just a tough team, and maybe that's just because I see them twice a year. But I don't know. Uh, no, it's it's true. Fourth game of the week, the Broncos travel to Miami. Um, I've just now noticed that I'm taking four road teams. Uh, Miami's looked really good. Uh, I really love Tua. Wow. Tua was one of my guys, man. Tua, like if I could have two jerseys that weren't Colts jerseys, it'd be Jared Goff and Tua because I love those guys. They're, they're we could just get slept you. on. What do you think about for Christmas? You remember that when Peyton Manning went to Denver and there were all those jerseys of like orange and blue? Yeah, the split. Yeah, what yeah, if we got you? Jersey. What half if we got you? Half golf. Yeah, half to a half golf. Listen, Only it would be wait. front and back. Like we'd cut one down the seams and then the front, like if you're looking at you from your front, it'd be. <laughs> People would be so fucking confused. They'd be like, what? What? We could just zigzag it. We can cut it in like scissor <laughs> motion. Do it. And golf mm. are my guys. But that's where I'm at on this. Like, everybody feels really good about the Dolphins right now. They look like the Dolphins last year when they when they came out hot. But Russell Wilson looks a lot better than he did last year. And I think uh, I was looking before I picked this game. Let me pull it back up. The Broncos have been in two really close games. Where the Broncos at? They're in the AFC West. Broncos lost by one against the Raiders at home and they lost by two against Washington Washington at home and this week they're getting six so you know what that means they're going to cover um, the, I, I do think the Broncos look better than they did last year I'm very surprised um, I thought it'd still be an absolute shit show I was out on Russell Wilson I think there might still be something there um, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than Vegas thinks so give me the Broncos plus six and a half at the Dolphins God, I love I love Tua, man. I hate betting against him, but it's gonna be a closer game than we think. This this might be like number two game of the week, Daniel. I don't know what the over under is, but this could be number two game of the week. Well, I'll tell you, Broncos were in the unexpected also game of the week last week, so that was that was interesting. That huge comeback, and I think it was like. 35 to 36 or, you know, it was, oh, it was a two point. Yeah. Two point. 35 victory. to 33. Yeah. This um, could be origami. Cause that's a pretty unique score right there. Yeah. could be. Um, the last pick here, I'm kind of going out on a limb. Um, it was kind of something that I noticed like the last two weeks and I've hit on both of these where I look down at the lines and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's kind of weird. It's the Falcons-Lions game, okay? Vegas thinks this is going to be the second-highest-scoring game of the week. And I'm thinking, from what I said earlier, if the Falcons played somebody good that can shut down the run, the Falcons are toast. That team is not the Lions. The Falcons kept with the Panthers this past week, made it a game, made it unexpectedly high-scoring, I think the same thing is going to happen here. I'm taking the over. I don't know why this was such a high-scoring affair in Vegas's eyes on what they are forecasting, um, but I like it. And I usually try to root for a good game. Um, this game could easily hit the under, but I think the Lions, 
are are the reason that I'm taking the over here. They have the recipe, and they've been caught. They caught. They got caught in a shootout last week, and then the first week they were they were playing the Chiefs, and they had to they had to put up some points to to get on the Chiefs. So the Lions are one of the more exciting offenses in the league, and I think they finally finally let Jameer Gibbs eat. David Montgomery's out, and then they bring in Craig Reynolds. I mean, come on, Dan Campbell. You are one of my favorite coaches in the league. Do not ruin that. Let Jameer Gibbs eat. And I think if they do that, they're going to exploit the Falcons' defense, and they're going to have to make Desmond Ritter throw. Just give it to Bijan. Feed Bijan the targets. But I think this is going to be a good game, unexpectedly, on the Falcons' side, too. Give me the over. All right, I got it ready. I got the parlay ready. You ready? Okay, what do you got? What do you like the most? Chargers at Vikings over 54. Yep, easy. Yep, slam it. Patriots at Jets, minus three. Bill Belichick could potentially give Zach Wilson a wedgie himself. Like, (laughs) yank over his head, take his underpants, put him up on the flagpole. When Bill Belichick threw that challenge flag this week in that refs phase, oh, so good. That is going to be a meme on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, for the rest of time. Like when you want to throw a red flag, that's the meme you use. Like he was holding it and he waited for the ref to look up at him and he was (laughs) looking in the eyes while I throw this at you. It's like it, the oh, meme so is good. when she says you should do something and you haven't gotten up off the couch in an hour. Like just it's going to be used for years. Um, Patriots minus three. Houston, I did a spread. I did an alter. I'm sorry, an alternate spread. Plus 13 and a half. It was still. Jesus, you it was, have such confidence. It was still <laughs> minus 176. Oh my god! Like it's still good odds, and they're getting two fucking touchdowns here. Wait, minus one seventy six, and you get two touchdowns. Yes. Or is that your whole parlay? No, that's just Houston plus thirteen point five. So you can buy Tony, seven. Tony, are you drunk? No, I'm looking at it right now. I'm on DraftKings. Less ways to lose. So what's the Texans covering normally? Like I, plus four hundred sixty four? No, I'm not on that screen. I can't tell you, but it was probably minus right. one ten. So Texans plus. A- Plus eight and a half is minus one ten. You go to alternate spread. You go down to Texans. What do you say? Plus thirteen and a half. Yeah. I, I'm on on Fanduel. I'm seeing minus two hundred, which really isn't bad. It's still pretty close. It's minus yeah, one seventy six yeah. for DraftKings. Plus twelve and a half. That's because Fanduel's Fanduel's yeah. more ways to lose. I'm telling you guys. Well, on this, they're protecting you a little bit more. Fanduel's protecting you more. <laughs> Ridiculous. They're telling you to take it. Blah, They're blah, telling blah. you to push push back and get closer to the normal spread. Falcons, Lions, over 46 and a half. Total odds are plus 1,012. $10 pays $111.27. I'm feeling pretty good about this one, so I'm going to put 20. Or all minor 1 o'clock games. Did you say 3 out of 4 are yours? All minor 1 o'clock games. Oh, wow. Okay. No cash out. There you have it. Hey, did you guys see that? What I sent to you, the Kylan Granson photo shoot. Yes. That was so funny. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it. Why? He caught his first career touchdown. I know. It's just a weird thing to do. So you thought it, you thought it was weird. I thought it was funny. 
I mean, it's kind of funny, but there's a coworker at work that thinks something of Kylan Granson and Jonathan Taylor. What? Wow. Like a romantic wow. relationship? Yeah, but not with each other. Oh. But they could have an interest with each other. Okay. They just don't. Okay. There you have it. <laughs> You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. three. No birds. <laughs>